Hello, gals and guys. It's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on commitment. Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. I am thankful for my listeners. Every new episode now gets more downloads faster. And if you want to help keep this podcast growing, leave me a good review with a good rating. It helps it in the ranking results. And one of the other things I asked you guys to do uh, in the episode on support was wondering if you would support this podcast through the purchase of my music on iTunes. If you still want to do that, just search my name, Phil Larson. And I got some decent support. Thank you for purchasing my album. And if you wanted to rate it, too, that would be awesome. (laughs) Also, connect with me. I'm on Twitter at Phil underscore Larson. Also, if you tweet about the podcast, use the hashtag YMH5, the number five, and we'll find each other. This is my second episode on commitment. The first one, episode 14. If this is at all intriguing to you, go listen to that one. But I found myself, again, thinking about commitment when I was on the phone this morning with a good friend friend of mine that we talk once a week over the phone. We're 700 miles away, so that's how we do it. And we just talk about our weeks, and and he recently just got engaged. Yes. Shout out to my buddy Andy. He and his new fiance Elise both listen to the podcast. Sweet. But they just got engaged, and I get to be in his wedding. It's awesome. And it got me thinking about commitment. You know, especially in marriage, and I, I remember anything that I've done that I feel like has been worthwhile but has scared me to do, I've had to express clear commitment. You know, yes, marriage or, you know, moving and keeping with the theme of words that start with M, a marathon, and I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. You know, but anytime I've vaguely committed, I rarely follow through because, you know, when I vaguely commit, I I use the words like sure or, you know, probably in that way, I've emotionally allowed myself and out. I've prepared myself to let myself off the hook when I fail. And like I said, when I've already decided in that moment, I will probably fail. So I'll just vaguely commit. One of the stories that I've shared in episode zero as an introduction to this podcast um, was when my wife wanted to date me. And I said, let's do this. And what she actually said after that was, can you ask me a little nicer? And so then I said, do you want to be my girlfriend? And she asked that, I think, because she wanted a little more intentionality behind it. And at that point, she knew a little bit about me and I I was afraid of commitment. And I hadn't had a whole lot of relationship experience. And so when I asked, do you want to be my girlfriend? Then in my head, it even clicked a little bit more like, I'm making a commitment here. And then when I proposed some years later, and depending on the venue of other people's proposals, you can't do this. But what I did was I got on my knee and for me, it was a visual sign of commitment. This is something I am taking seriously. I want to marry you. Something I made a commitment in the last two weeks I really haven't talked a lot about is to run a marathon this coming November. And it's with Team World Vision, so it's to raise some money to build wells in areas of the world that need clean water. And there is something important about making visual commitments. It somehow connects you to the actual promise, an action or a movement. And one of the things that I was pulled into, but I ended up doing 
was at the interest meeting after this guy came to our church and spoke. He said, I want you guys to raise your hand. Will you do this? And I did. I I raised my hand. I made this action. I made this movement, which helped me solidify this commitment. And it's a scary commitment. Like I said, you know, anything worth doing that I have to clearly express commitment is often also scary because what I'm committing to is not only running a marathon, but it's trying to raise $1,310 for Team World Vision to build wells in other countries. And so what that computes to, since a marathon is 26.2 miles, that's $50 a mile. And if you want to commit and help me raise that money, just go to teamworldvision.org slash participant slash Phil. I would gladly accept your donations and your words of encouragement. So what do you need to do to help solidify a commitment? Bring to mind something that you want to or you need to or you know some you know you know a question to commit will come up here soon that you need a little bit of help on. And you're going to be faced with whether or not you're going to allow yourself to vaguely commit and give yourself kind of this emotional out and decide that you're probably going to fail at it or are you going to clearly express intent to commit? In one of my favorite books of all time by Donald Miller, called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. He talks about inciting incidents, which is a point in a story between the backstory and the story itself. It's the moment where an event happens or a decision is made that begins the story's problem, where the hero needs to go on then a quest to solve this problem. And just a preface before I read this quote out of his book, I thought about the previous part of this episode about marriage and moving and all these things before getting to this point. So I thought it was kind of cool. So in his book, it says humans naturally seek comfort and stability without an inciting incident that disrupts their comfort. They won't enter into a story. They have to get fired from their job or be forced to sign up for a marathon. A ring has to be purchased. A home has to be sold. The character has to jump into the story, into the discomfort and fear. Otherwise, the story will never happen. And so Donald Miller, without giving away too much, in his book, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, at a point in that book, he talks about this scary incident of deciding to go visit his father that he's never met before. His father left when he was really young. He doesn't remember him. He's never met him. And recently found out where he was living and that his father was willing to see him and meet him. And he says in his book, I knew I needed an inciting incident, something to make me jump into the story. So I sent out a text message to 10 friends telling them I was going to go see my father. This, he said, he didn't want to do, but he knew if he was almost going to force himself into going to see his father, he needed to create an inciting incident. So he sent out this text to 10 people And they all immediately texted back, offering words of encouragement, saying, yes, you should do this, offering prayers. And what we learn is that commitments become cemented when you choose to include others, create accountability, and somehow get the ball rolling, whether you like it or not. Donald, who was afraid to meet his father, decided "Ah, the only way I'm going to do this is to get the ball rolling. 
The only way I was going to run a marathon was by raising my hand. And then within a couple days or so, getting online and registering for the marathon and paying that $80 entry fee, which I did. And even more so, to cement even more so this commitment, I decided that before recording this podcast today, I would get on the Team World Vision store website and order my Team World Vision jersey. And so it's on, it's in the mail, it's on the way. And if I don't do it, I have to look at a jersey and go, well, that's a nice jersey that I never used. And it will look back at me hauntingly saying, you committed, you even recorded a podcast, which is another way I'm committing. You've let thousands of people know (laughs) you are requesting donations. You cannot not do this. So I'm in, I'm committed. Create an inciting incident. You deserve it. So what are you going to do? I want to hear about it. After I release this episode, I'm going to post on our Facebook group, Internal Motivators, which you can get to just by simply going to internalmotivators.com. And it is a safe group of people who encourage each other and who will, after this episode, verbalize their commitments. Join us. Be brave. You can be brave. It's Sometimes that's one of the hardest things to believe, but sometimes the best way to get there is by involving others. When we lack courage, we step back and we become recluse. But you deserve a community of supporters around you. And if you don't have that in your immediate life, let us be that online at internalmotivators.com. And yet, I would still encourage you to find that immediate connection, that physical connection with people right beside you who could literally offer a shoulder for you to lean on. Another way that you can begin your commitment today is by offering this word of affirmation to yourself. And as we do at the end of every episode, we choose at some point today, we make a commitment. We find a reflection of ourselves, a mirror, and we stand in front and we look at ourselves and we choose to say an affirmation, a positive thing that will help rewire our brain as supported by science. And today, find your reflection and say this to yourself. I can follow through on the commitments I make because I am worth the growth those commitments will bring. You know, when you're in relationship with another person, there's a difference between like, yeah, we're we're dating, then saying, I'm in a committed relationship with him or her. They become the priority. You say no to other things to say yes to them. The truth is everything that you do reflects on the relationship that you have with yourself. Are you committed to the relationship you have with yourself? Do you say no to things that won't ultimately benefit you to say yes to the things that do? That's what this podcast is about. Looking at how committed you are to you. Say yes to yourself today. And it's not an easy thing, but it's worth putting the effort into. And there are people to help, but ultimately it starts with you. 